listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. There is word that Deshaun Watson is looking more like himself. Uh, Amari Cooper is coming off core surgery, so he wasn't participating fully in OTAs and minicamp. Um, and, you know, I think even Amari Cooper is a value right now. But the word out of camp, word out of minicamp, word out of OTAs, has really been all about Elijah Moore, right? Yeah. The Browns traded for him, and it looks like they have serious plans for him to be a huge part of the offense. Um, apparently, him and Watson already have serious rapport. Their wide receiver coach said that Moore and Watson are made for each other in terms of what they both do well. Uh, his OC said that you know he's very versatile, can play inside and outside, which I agree with. Uh, but I do think running a majority of routes from the slot will benefit him, you know, help him get his groove back. So with him moving around the formation, you know, frequently targeted in OTAs and minicamp, being drafted as the wide receiver 44 with a price tag of the eighth round or so, I think there's a lot of upside here. Now, yeah. the question is to you now, you know, are you buying the Browns passing offense, right? I, I think there is room for multiple wide receivers to eat. But are you looking yeah. for this passing offense to take a step forward this year? I think it's going to take a step forward. And obviously that it might seem bold because we saw Deshaun Watson really just stink it up last season. But that's what will happen when you miss a year and a half of football and you don't have offseason training activities, you don't have mini camp to go through. Remember, he didn't get back with the team till during the season. You know, he missed time. He wasn't worth the team at all. So now Deshaun Watson, suddenly he's looking like a completely different player. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, remember, this is the same Deshaun Watson that led the NFL in yards per attempt and 300-yard passing games in 2020. That was a while ago, but he's still just 27 years old. It's not like this guy's washed. So I think that there's an obvious way that this passing offense can take a step forward. If Deshaun Watson looks anything close to what he did in 2020, just remember, like, if he could be 75 or 80% of that, that's going to be more than enough for two receivers in this offense at least. So Amari Cooper, obviously, like you said, he's a value. But Elijah Moore, wide receiver 44, is there a scenario where he finishes any lower than that if Deshaun Watson takes any type of step forward or is anything close to what he was, what we remember seeing him be when he was on the Texans? I don't really think that's in his range of outcomes to finish any lower than that. So at this point, there's no risk in buying Elijah Moore where he's at right now. Um, him and Amari Cooper can be mutually beneficial um, as a dynamic one-two duo. There's not a whole lot encouraging about what we saw from him last year because, you know, poor quarterback situation you know not a whole lot of volume and a, a lot of gripes from him just about his usage which were warranted you know they weren't using him the way he wanted to be used and he got off the team so that's good for him but his 11 missed tackles forced last year were tied for eighth most in the nfl and that's the same as guys like tyreek hill and chris godwin and that's technically in just 13 games because like i said remember he was griping about not being used he had three games where he had zero targets so Elijah Moore has plenty left in the tank. From a talent perspective, he's still young. He's with a new quarterback who could be a star again in Deshaun Watson. So is there really any reason to like avoid Elijah Moore? I don't think there is. I think you could target him at his price. And I'd be surprised if we don't see that number jump up a little bit as these reports continue to come out. Now, it is possible that because of an emergence from Elijah Moore, that could help contribute to David Njoku potentially not – having the type of upside that a lot of people might think he has. A lot of people are right. targeting David Njoku where he's going. I think the price is solid, um, but is he less viable to finish as a high-end tight end one, right? I, I think with all of these later tight ends, 
you kind of give a, I try to give a percentage associated to each of them in terms of how likely are they to finish as a top five tight end. And mm-hmm. I think more being there, right? So I think that it seems like everything that we've been hearing out of the Browns camp is that they're going to go more three wide receiver sets, right? More is going to be there potentially coming out of the slot. Donovan Peoples Jones, don't forget about him. He had his best year last year. He'll command a little bit of that target share. Najoku, I don't know if he has the upside, you know, to finish that high, right? And keep right. in mind that he didn't necessarily have huge games with Deshaun Watson last year. Most of his big games came with Jacoby Brissett. So I'm just a little wary uh, with his range of outcomes this year. There are a couple of tight ends that I'd rather shoot for a little bit later at a cheaper price who might even have more upside than Joku. Yeah, I think that his high end for me is tight end eight, and that's assuming everything goes perfectly. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a 1% or 2% chance that he lands up in there. I think there's a better than 50% chance that he lands somewhere in the tight end 10 to 12 range like he has been, maybe even tight end 14, depending on how impactful Elijah Moore is on this offense. We have to see how Deshaun Watson takes a step forward. I'm not saying he's not going to be viable certain weeks. Like You're going to be able to start him, I think, as your tight end. You know, He can be a low-end tight end one for you every week. If that's what you're going to draft him for, you're going to get that. Top five upside, like his price doesn't scream, you know, like value. It's just that's a reasonable price for a a mid-range tight end in my book. I'm not targeting. I'm not avoiding, like you just said. David Njoku, I like him as a talent, but he's just been stuck on offenses where either there have been quarterback problems, you know, in the Baker Mayfield era, or now there's too many targets, I think, for him to kind of receive a large enough piece of the pie to be super viable and be one of these top echelon tight ends for fantasy football so he's kind of had a situation working against him his whole career i don't think that's going to change but i do think he might have a higher weekly ceiling than he has in the past just because his offense is probably going to be much better if deshaun watson takes any type of step forward yeah especially if this becomes a watson tailored offense opposed to like a nick chubb tailored offense right i think nick chubb is obviously going to have a big year but you know if if they're going to really center this offense around deshaun watson then you know there could be some it could be a chance that there are multiple receivers eating, you know, in this offense, right? Yep. Um, now, it's funny because, like, another – we're going to have – if you're wondering, like, oh, what other late-round tight ends? Like, I just teased that, right? Like, oh, what other late-round late tight ends are you targeting? We're going to have an episode well, where we'll be going through all that, which late-round tight ends. We're also going to have a post coming out on Instagram uh, within the next week or so laying out those tight ends that we are looking at late. Okay. And I'm talking about late as in like the 10th round. So if you're wondering where Njoku is going right now, uh, he's going off the board as the tight end nine in the ninth round on underdog. Okay. Which is again, not, not terrible value or anything like that. It's just that, you know, does he really have that type of upside that we look for? Or are you just looking for a middling tight end that you could start every single week? I think Njoku will, will do that. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 